through it to get to it. All right, so we look at the times we live in today, and, and um, we can look at them in a couple of different ways. We can look at um, we can look at it with good theology, which is good thoughts of, of what God is orchestrating, what God is doing, or we can look at it as bad theology, which is not necessarily giving biblical perspective to the things that are happening and going on around us. And the disciples oftentimes, when they was walking with Jesus, uh, really had bad theology. And I know that's hard to, to be able to look at and see, but Jesus would always point it out, like in Matthew 17, 20, he said, you don't have enough faith. That's bad theology. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a bad thought towards what God's really intending to do. And, and he said, told them, he said, I tell you the truth. Okay? If you had faith even as small as a mustard seed, you could say to this mountain, move from here to there. And it would move. Nothing would be impossible. The difference between good theology and bad theology, we're all apt to bring hardships upon our life sometimes because of the way we think about what God is possible and what God can do in and through our life. Um, so, in other words, this is, this is not an I can't uh, gospel of hardship, but this is an I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That's good theology. Okay, I can do all things, not through me, not through my strength, but I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And So we can move through the mountain of hardship. So it isn't necessarily a matter of question. It's a matter of perspective. And it's, it's a matter of believing that God can move mountains. No matter what comes my way, no matter what happens, no matter how hard it seems or no matter how difficult or no matter what I'm called or no matter how I'm treated, I know that God's for me. He's not against me. And if God be for you, who can be against you? So we can move through the mountains of hardship because it, it was God's idea, not mine. That's good theology. It was God's idea that we could move mountains if we had the right amount of faith. So 2 Samuel 22, through, 22 and verse 30 says that in your strength, and he's talking about the Lord, I can crush an army. That's a good attitude. That's, that's kind of the attitude when we begin this journey in that first zero to year. And I've been running from God. It's just good to be get, getting back on the right place. That, that, God, that means it doesn't matter what I've done in my past. We can get victory through it. It doesn't matter what the enemy's throwing at me, man. We can, we can through, through his strength, we can crush an army. It, with my God, I can scale any wall. There's nothing that God hasn't prepared and planned for me that, that, that he can't allow me to be able to get to and, and receive victory in. So this is the mind of a soldier. It's a, it's a mind of a warrior uh, for the kingdom of God. And, and you know we go through we go through these seasons um, in this journey, um, but it seems like in almost every season of growth there there will come a season of some type of hardship or some type of suffering or some type of of, of thing come into our life. But but we have to stay steadfast and resilient. And in Second Timothy four verse two it says preach the word of God. You know 
be prepared, whether the time is favorable or not. This is, this is, this is, this is how I get through the mountains of hardship, is that I stay ready and that I preach the word of God in season and out of season. Patiently correct and rebuke and encourage your people with good teaching. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. Don't be silenced. Now we sung it. Speak the name of Jesus. We sung it. And, it, and it's good too, right? When we're in the power and the presence of when the Holy Spirit is moving and we're all together here in one accord, we all agree. Speak the name of Jesus. We all agree, but, but it gets a little bit tougher when we walk out those doors, right? Because now anymore, it's if you speak the name in the wrong place, the wrong way, to the wrong people, you could be eliminated. Job lost. Blackballed, I mean, who knows? So we cannot let hardships hold back what's inside of you. Okay? So this, this message today um, is a word that I received at a time when I needed it the most. And I, I pray that this is an encouragement uh, for you today as well. And point number one I want to make with you is, is that you are passing through the mountain of hardship. If you've been in this for zero to one year, you're wanting to come into it because you've got hardship going on in your life. You've got to pass through it. God's got a plan in it and a plan when you come out of it. You will lead your family over this mountain of hardship. It's been like an uphill battle to bring spiritual health and natural stability to your home. But soon you will reach the peak of the Everest that you know has been your primary battle to contend for in this season of your life. You will find rest. Your family will be able to put their bags down and rest, put down roots, shake off the trauma and weariness of the long track and go into health and wholeness. My wife and I was going through a season in our ministry where, and I think that I've even spoke here before in years past about some of our struggles and we had to come to a place in, in, in within ourselves, and, and we had to, at our 10-year anniversary of running Free at Last Ministries, which used to be Heaven to Bay Healing Center, and dealing with uh, a lot of uh, broken, messed up lives that are just like leeches, needy, needy. We was just depleted, exhausted, burnout, wore out, 
had to pull back into a place and ask ourselves, do we want to do for another 10 years what we've been doing for the last 10 years? I remember saying that to this congregation just a few years back. And we're not going to do it exactly the way we did it for the last 10 years. But we're willing to keep going until God says stop. So there's been some hardship, but we've learned some lessons from the hardship. And now that we're passing through the hardship, there's a sense of freedom and a sense of peace and a sense of understanding and knowing that you're where you're supposed to be. And when you know that you're where you're supposed to be, you can remind the devil that I'm on to you. I know what your tactic is. I know what you're trying to get accomplished. It is your job to try and wear down the saints. And I'm just going to tell you right now, we're passing through this place. And you're not going to get accomplished what you want to get accomplished. Because God has a bigger thing in mind than what your agenda is. And his thing is to bring life and not death. And if we don't pass through this place of hardship, we ain't going to do anything but die ourselves. So you better get walk, you better get through the hardships that you're going through because it could cost not just others life but it costs you your spiritual awakening that you need. That's a word for all of us. At any season that you're in. Listen, there was a time in my life where I was trying to get to God with five warrants. <laughs> That's really difficult. <laughs> because it's like, you know you need to be in church, but you're afraid to be in church because church is full of good people, and good people know you got warrants on you. Good people going to call the police on you. So it's like, you know, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> so you're trying to sort this, uh, fear this, you know, hardship, man. And I know what I know from the other end of that now, being a Christian and having been a believer for a long period of time, that the first thing that I need to help my guys get straightened out is the warrants that they got chasing them so they can stop running and so they can get free. And that's what I had to do at some point too. I had to go turn myself in. I had to be a man about it. I had to face my past. But I had to get through that mountain of hardship. You're getting through it. The next point that I'd like to bring to your attention is that no matter what phase you're in, there's going to be people in your life that you're going to outgrow. You have outgrown them, and it's okay. That doesn't mean that you place the wrong judgment on them. You remember what you was and you remember where you came from. But there's people that I had in my life, bad people and good people. And I tell my men this, that, that, that God allows me to disciple. There is coming a day when my prayer is that you have outgrown me. Because that means you're going from student to teacher. And teacher to example. And that's, the mo that's one of the most important things is, is that we understand, I heard the Lord say, you know what, you've outgrown that group of friends. 
their, 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 their life's goals are not yours. Their worldview is not yours. That doesn't mean that you don't love them. It doesn't mean that you don't pray for them. And sometimes it's even family. We outgrow people. It's okay, but I expect someone someday, I expect you to outgrow me. If your yes, in your yes, you have seen the dramatic separation of relationships, dramatic separation in alignments, but God has been readying you for equally yoked family where you are not the scapegoat any longer, where you don't have to always be the fixer or squashed because of your beliefs and your faith. I've worked with so many different families coming from so many different um, places and, and walks and and some of the things that I try to counsel moms and dads in and grandmas and grandpas in is, is that you've got to give this thing to God. Your addicted son, your addicted grandson, your addicted granddaughter, how old are they? 29, 35, they're not a boy, they're a man. And if I continue to allow them to be hindered or stay in that bedroom and don't have any accountability or responsibility to them moving into that place of manhood, I just stay stuck right there with them. And sometimes the hardest thing to do is to understand, no, you know what, man? You've done your job. You've fulfilled your responsibility. Give this thing to God. Trust in the Lord. It may be the very thing that you need to do that will awaken them, rattle them, and get them to a place of accepting responsibility for their own life, for their own condition, for their own situation. I know it's tough. I know it's difficult because our biggest fear is, is that if, I, if I don't hold on, they'll die. Nobody wants that. But they're not living now. Begin to find a whole new family when you come to the Lord, right? And one thing that, about this church is it's got a great family environment, a great family dynamic. I mean, you're finding your new tribe of people to live with, to run with, to serve with, to get along with to worship with and, and, to, and to learn how to mature and grow in the things that God is, is, is moving you into. So sometimes there's places of, that I've used to attend that I've outgrown. There's pastors that I used to listen to that I've outgrown. That doesn't mean that they're not good people. It doesn't mean they still, but, but personally me, I've grown to a different level. I'm at a different plane. I'm at a different place. And it's okay. It's good. So I would encourage you and not let the devil beat you up. Um, your loyalty is to God.
number one. Your loyalty is to Jesus. And the last point that, that I would share with you from something that the Lord allowed me to receive a few years back is give him your robes. Weary traveler. Stop looking around and give him your robes. Let him heal your road wounds. Let him wash your feet. Let him speak love and affirmation into your soul. And you know what? Well done for choosing Jesus. Guess what? The best is yet to come. You got to believe that. I don't know how encouraging this seems or sounds to you, but I know how encouraging it was at a certain place and time in my life that it was so impactful in my life that I keep referring back to it. Give him my robes. Lord, I'm willing to go wherever it is that you want me to go. I'm willing to address or speak or or shout on a mountaintop, wherever it is that you're destined for me to be. So in Psalms 37, 23 through 25, it says that the Lord directs the step of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall. That sounds so good to me. That sounds so good to me. They will never fall. Isn't that what you want? Isn't that the road that you want to be on, right? For the Lord holds them by the hand. Once I was young, I just started this journey. Once I was young, I was in the first zero to one year, right? And now I'm old. That covers us all, right? Yet I have never seen the godly abandoned or the children begging for bread. If I could have the worship team come back up. And if you wouldn't mind, I think that it would be fitting to have an altar call and to close with the song that we started this end of this speaking service part with speaking in the name of Jesus so if you're in a place of hardship and you want to pass through I invite you to come forward this morning and lay that thing before the Lord there's some people here that that you need to move on from not people not necessarily people here that you need to move on from amen thank you disclaimer move closer to your brothers and sisters in the faith and in Jesus Christ amen develop and build relationships
relationships that are good, wholesome, and pure. But sometimes we outgrow certain places, certain areas, and certain things. There's something that you know you're you're struggling with. Kind of like wrestling with transitions, moving from one place to another. We all are oftentimes in that boat, work-related, it can be church-related, it can be relationship-related, it can be family-related, family dynamics, places of transition. I don't know if I want to do this another 10 years, Lord. It's been hard and hurtful, painful. The ones that you pour into and love the most are the ones that will cut you the deepest. But Lord, I'm willing. You need direction in any decision of your life. I don't care. I don't care if it's where you park at Walmart. I had a guy one time say this to me, and I said, I disagree with that. I'll tell you why. I think that we can bring every decision to the Lord. He said, I asked the Lord where I should park at Walmart one time, and the Lord said, in the parking lot. All right, well, what spot? I can get specific. And I get it, I get it, I get it. Don't be overzealous, right? The one time my wife and I nine months pregnant with our son Caleb and getting ready to pull into a spot in Walmart. And I guarantee the lady that ran into that spot right in front of us did not pray first. Because that nine month pregnant lady did was not happy. And I think God would have been for the pregnant lady with the child. All fun, right? Secondary wounds. You can cuss me. You can flip me off. Call me all kinds of names. Right, right, ladies? But we do that to your children. It's totally different. giving him your robes. As they sing, if you want to come forward and pray, I'll meet you down here. The prayer team can come forward and meet with you. And and, um, I wasn't real long this morning, but hopefully whatever need you have, you'll have met today. And I pray over each and every one of your needs. I speak the just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind because I know there is peace within your presence 
one last thing as we're as we're wrapping up here that, that the Lord put on my heart. That oftentimes when we, we call people forward, it's like we have to have done something bad or have some real, real need to be able to come up here. But how come we can't come up here just because we've accepted our role? How come, how come we can't come up here because we found our tribe of people? You are my people. See, whenever I first started this journey, man, I felt like the Lord, just like kind of Paul, I felt like the Lord sent me to my people, right? I was a drug addict. I was a heroin addict. I was a cokehead. I was a pillhead. I was a dope. I did all that. I was a thief. I was a liar. And God sent me to my people. But then he, he went, then he turned it around and you're my people. I still, I still love where I, the people that, that he sends me to minister to, but we got to make a transition here. You is on the wrong road. We got to get on the right road, and we got to be able to travel together. So if you're on the road that we're on, why don't you come down here and let's sing this thing one more time from the altar of God and get a big shout to heaven that we're all here together traveling down the same road for Jesus. Hey, don't be too... Do it for the Lord. Amen. One last time.